nobody look at me doing my job well. I can wait till after recording to talk to my wife. <laughs> Hey folks, Ivan here, and welcome back for some more audio delights from your beloved Swiss Army Scorpion. Did everyone download this week? Good. Now how many of you guys left a review on iTunes? A few? Could be better, guys. Let's get those numbers up. Anyways, as always, thank you for the continued support that you guys show us every week. Please enjoy episode 94, Portal Combat! Oh shit, I didn't see you there. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion, and we've got an updated Disney Plus review, 10 out of 10. There's now a recently watched section. Sometimes. It goes away sometimes. 8 out of 10. We're really on Disney Plus? Yes. (laughs) Officially sponsored by the Disney Plus, Swiss Army Scorpion. That's Disney Plus. Look for us us on your recently watched section. Alex, you can you expect a cease and desist letter in the mail momentarily. <laughs> oh, here it is. Hold on. My phone's buzzing. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Disney's mad. better cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon. <Lemon's> pissed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys have some nice new rum uh, for your uh, upcoming pirate party. What else is really on the docket? We have... The fort itself needs to finish repairs. You guys still need to build a harbor. And the teleportation circles have not yet been repaired. So, obviously, we don't need to go into any super fine detail with those. I mean, we're, we're just got to warm up our scram. Then much yeah, wasn't, uh, wasn't scram in charge of all that? What's he been doing this whole time? Well, we like just got the supplies <laughs> yeah, back. You to guys, island. you guys, pretty much as soon as we got back, I, I like all right. Plus, let's drag out to a, get know, our rum. There was the whole little two of us insane detour, mm-hmm. right? Right. One of which is the guy who's supposed to be doing all the work. So. <laughs> I forgot he went insane. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's that, that guy would... Scram doing? Goofing <laughs> off. He's like convulsing. Doesn't know what reality is. <laughs> Shut up and build my harbor. What have we gotten done so far in the island? I was just looking that up. Like it, in terms of those items that I just mentioned, I believe Scram has put three fabricates into the fort, and he needs he needs ten in total, and then uh, he needs five castings for the harbor, and I believe the whole thing is going to cost you five points of plunder. It's ten initially for the fort. But Fabricate drops that to five, and then you go out and harvest lumber, that drops it again to four. And then there was like... Oh, and there's a, a craft carpentry or stone masonry check that reduces it again to three. Yeah. Then you got uh, yeah. five plunder for the harbor, uh, Fabricate drops that to three, and then craft carpentry or ships reduces it by one, and harvesting lumber drops that by one. So I think four is yep. your total. Yeah, and I did. I already took that off of our plunder list. Okay, back when we were in town. So could I please get a craft carpentry or stone masonry check? And yeah, no. and this Aaron is, Ivy will roll that for you. And by the by the way, this is going to be a one time roll. 
that is going to represent your cumulative efforts at rebuilding this and how efficient you can be. So there's not going to be any re-rolls. This feels like the kind of thing that you can assist on, right? But do you have to specifically have yes craft yeah. whatever? Yes. So Aaron Ivy, make the rolls. So uh, yeah, I'm getting Aaron Ivy's character sheet up now. Isn't Scram good at? Oh no, he's no, his, well, his, not at craft. Oh, that's right. I forgot that it's so specific. Yeah, this although is completely he is different. an honest to god member of the Stonemasonry. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> he just can't do good it. Point. Yeah, I remember failing that roll. Well, well, yeah, because you're not yeah. actually a stonemason. <laughs> right, Can I inspire him? No. Tom, you got any hero points? <laughs> yeah. I, got I have one. one. Can I give one to Aaron Ivy? I got one for uh, uh, for that last ship combat. Yeah, you oh, did. Right. That was tight. Yeah. That was well earned. I have none remaining. I think I used my last one saving Scram's life from the shark. Well, I have that one makes sense. Saving Scram's corpse from the shark, so that... It can be brought back to life. <laughs> I will. I will let two people assist on this. I don't think any of us can. Like I'm trained in. I don't craft, have that skill. But I don't have ranks, and I didn't pick I have either knowledge. Of those. Like I said, I will let two people assist on this uh, as even, makeshift apprentices. Yeah. What's, so I think anybody should, who I is, think it should be Scram and Leon because yeah. you guys are the <clears throat> intelligent ones. Yeah. Whoever's assisting is just going to be a DC ten intelligence check. Okay. Okay, I, I got a 23. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got above 10, uh, 11 on the die, plus 4, so 15. Okay, so that's a plus 4 to his roll. Oh, 5. 16. Eh. Let's go smart, boys. Oh my god, that might do it. He got he got a 28 before the assists. Called so, it. <laughs> yeah, 32 <laughs> total. Let's go. Holy shit. Bam. Aaron Ivy might be the MVP of the Mascador. <laughs> Day one, that dude has just paid dividends. Yeah. All right. Now, let's see. Leon already got us um, that first lumber harvesting check by either making a profession logger or diplomacy or intimidate check. Uh, I need one more of those to harvest lumber for the harbor. Okay. I'll do diplomacy. 33. Okay. That... We'll do it. And that's for another, I think it was five days or one week, whatever, of harvesting. All right. Now we need for the harbor, it's a craft carpentry or craft ships check. Does anybody have craft ships? No. Okay. So Aaron Ivy is up again. Assist rolls, please. Craft. All right. Here we go. 21. And uh, Ivy, we trust. 21. Okay. So that's nice. plus four. So he needs a 13 or higher on the D20. Yeah, he got this in his sleep. That's a 16 on the D20. Nice! Aaron Ivy! Let's go! Man, you got to give that guy a raise. Uh, okay, so the only other thing uh, on my list is that teleportation circle. Let me... Uh... I figure that even could be done, you know, while everything else is happening. Cause... Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Scram can go and fiddle with that while Leon's <laughs> shouting at people to do their job better. I'm, I'm not shouting. I'm, I'm diplomatizing. That's how Devoth diplomatizes. <laughs> That's called intimidate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same thing, right? Uh, well, yeah, but different ends of the spectrum. <laughs> All right. So to fix the teleportation circle, you need a spellcraft or use magic device check. 
and I will let up to two people assist on this, but you do need to be trained in one of those skills. Can so Cheryl? So hold up, real quick. Can this happen uh, after I make my after I make my headband, where I'll have more intelligence on this? Uh, how many more days did you have left on that? Uh, I believe I I need six more days. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, you can finish your headband first. Okay. And Scram has become super intelligent. He's at a 24 in intelligence. Wow. Nice. All right. Oh, God. No, that's good, Cheryl. Nobody look. All you needed needed was a 10 to assist. I don't think you can possibly not assist. Nobody look at me doing my job well. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think think the two of you have high enough spellcraft. You literally could not fail the assist. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me feel good. All right. So then I have to roll. Yep. That's a 15 on the die. Oh, that's going to be a good number. Yeah, it is. Uh, plus 18, so 33. Plus 4. Plus 4. 37. So, so Scram's feeling pretty good about that. But boy, do you have no news for him. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anybody going to uh, test it out? I'll do it. Well, yeah. Devoth will step in. He's got the new ring of feather fall now, so he's not worried about falling from a height. Yeah, and I can just turn into an owl, so. Okay. Uh, so Devoth and Ivan both step both onto. hands and jump together. <laughs> <laughs> and they disappear. Oh, please, please, please. So Devoth and Ivan teleport away. And when you two lay eyes on your destination, you recognize the inside of uh, the ruins of Sumitha. You are inside the teleportation circle exactly where uh, you were expecting. However, as you are taking in the sights, there are a number of statues in this hallway. You can see them flanking each circle. The circle directly to your right and another one a little farther down the hallway come to life. They turn to you and they brandish their they, they brandish weapons at you and shout something in cyclopes and they charge you and roll initiative please okay devoth uh 22 ivan five okay and just for the heck of it i'm gonna hit the others uh scram 15 leon 14 and cheryl four (laughs) okay so the three of you who are not there you are just on the end of the initiative line and your roles just represented like the tiebreaker between last place. So up first is Devoth. All right. Devoth is going to start inspiring rage as a move action, and he is going to cast mirror image on himself. All right. Up next are the columns, the statues. I'm surprised. Okay. So they're going to pinch you guys in that pincher man- maneuver. Mm-hmm. And they each have a reach of 10 feet, so uh, they're both flanking you, even though it goes statue, Devoth, Ivan statue. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, so that's, that's t- fun. That's very fun for me. Uh, so they, they each have a falchion. This and, is less fun. <laughs> and first one's going to swing at Devoth. Uh, falchions have a times three crit multiplier, right? No, they have an uh, eighteen to twenty crit threat range. 
I'm going to win the escape this first one. Also, not a times three. Yeah, that is correct. Maybe, maybe I, it's a Falcata. You're thinking of a faux shirt, I believe. Oh. Uh, Devoth, you're Windy Escaping? Yes, I'm going to Windy Escape the first, this attack. Okay. That is going to be 35 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. And it is uh, its weapon is a plus one, so it's going to ignore the DR of your Windy Escape. Ooh. Well, roll for a mirror first. Oh, true. How many mirrors you got? Uh, I rolled a one on the D4, so I think I only have four. Okay, so I'm going to roll a D6. Uh, one is Devoth, six is reroll. Five. One mirror gone. Okay. Next up, going after Ivan. That is more than a 35 to hit. Ah, oh, come on. Same real numbers. <laughs> <laughs> and you take 17 damage. And it is now Ivan's turn. I'm going to use the swift action to turn into an owl and fly up. How high up are you going? 30 feet. Right? There's no ceiling in here. Yeah, there is there a ceiling, is. but it's very, very high. So yeah, I'll go up. Wait, how tall are they? Uh, They're large-sized, so they're like 10 to 12 feet tall. And they have a 10-foot reach, so i got to stay above 20 feet. Yes. 30 should be high enough that he can't hit me, right? Yeah, hold on a second. I'm trying to figure out how tall the rooms are, though. Unless uh, otherwise noted, the ceilings are 30 feet high in most rooms. Um, does not appear to be otherwise noted. Um, so you can go up 30 feet. Uh, just remember that if you're flying straight up, uh, you move at half speed. So as long as... That's okay, because I have a 60-foot fly speed. Okay. Uh, and also that's going to... That movement's going to provoke from both of them. Can I make a fly check to... Acrobatics. Uh, well, I will say this too, Nick. If you wanted to um, take a withdrawal that functions the same way, and it, it's only the first five feet... But that first five feet could also be five feet diagonally, which would take you out of the range of the red one. So you're only taking one attack. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. That means I don't take two smacks to the face. Yeah, it means you only take one. Not real number. <laughs> uh, could I still acrobatics to try and avoid that? Or no, it's a withdrawal. I don't know if you can still acrobatics on withdrawal. I Sure, go ahead. Pow! 26. Yeah, don't. Ooh. That don't acrobat. No. What? Oh. 26? It's the, against their CMD, and these are big fucking Cyclops statues. Yeah. Oh, so he's going to swing his falchion again, and that's going to be a 31 to hit. Ooh, I think so. <laughs> I forgot to turn on owl sheet. Yes. Okay, so you take 14 more damage. We will now go to Scram, although at this point... I don't know right. if Scram has much reason to be worried about anything. I would uh I would like to hold the conversation like they should be back in the next couple of uh in the next couple of seconds. seconds. Uh if not, I mean we might have to walk the island back. So if we want to wait 10 seconds to see if they pop back up, you know. Okay. Uh I I chirp that to the to the remainder of the group if they're like there with me yeah leon yeah. so leon and cheryl would you guys have been part of this like scram just finished uh fixing actually you guys are the ones that assisted him so yeah you would be there yes mm-hmm. okay so uh leon do you do anything with your turn or are you just taking scram's lead um i would take scram's lead okay he's chose this island cheryl i don't think i i, oh, I was around here i would follow scram yeah. to the ends of the earth 
All right. Well, let's not get too hasty. <laughs> no, but you would drop 30 feet with me. It was like 150. <laughs> it was definitely 150. I'm sorry. Yeah, one, 120, <laughs> I believe. All right, so that brings us back to Devoth. Would I have any idea what the hell these things are? Are they like constructs or that are they like enchanted weird creatures? Or Give what? me a knowledge arcana check. 18. Okay. You do know that they are constructs, but specifically what kind, you are not really sure. Okay. They're moving statues. All right. Uh, other question, just general construct knowledge. Would I know that they normally function by sight or that they use other senses? There's no one. Generally speaking, you do know that constructs rely on sight, but there's no like hard rule that all constructs do that. Uh, but that is a generally be safe with that assumption. Well, then what Devoth's going to do is five foot step, so he's out of reach of the blue one. Mm-hmm. And he is going to defensively cast Greater Invisibility. So that's what... That's the one where you can start knocking skulls around while invisible, right? Yes. Yeah. And actually, I am not going to cast this defensively. I'm going to trust in my mirrors because... Ooh, okay. Because it's basically... I've got a better probability relying on the mirrors than I would rolling for defensive casting. I like to hear that. So that's going to provoke from one of them yep and that is a 29 to hit yeah it hits okay so, so you've got three mirrors so go ahead and roll a d4 all right one is devoth two thank you so it takes another mighty swing and a devoth mirror is cleaved in half before winking out of existence and then devoth and the other mirrors do wink out of existence <laughs> wait what because they're invisible now. You cast great invisible. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I just get left here alone? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen Devoth do this before, but yeah. Yeah, Devoth just like yeah, disappeared. You do. <laughs> you do know, well, I, I'm assuming, assuming Scram would have given you a brief, like a crash course in how a teleportation circle works. You know that to teleport back, you need only uh, leave the surface of the circle and then Done. hit it again. So either like walk away from it and then walk back onto it or you fly up in the air and then you land on it again and you will be teleported back to the fort. Now, you know that these are constructs. Do teleportation circles work on objects? You are not sure. Oh, that's exactly where I was going with this. That'll be fun. We just bring these things back with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe not necessarily go back with them. <laughs> just trick them to go through the teleportation circle. Have fun, guys. <laughs> We kited some constructs over to the fort for you. All right, so Devoth is now invisible, uh, and it is the construct's turn. Red is going to take a swipe uh, where Devoth vanished. Uh, so first he's going to roll to hit. Does a 24 hit. It beats my AC. Okay, so now... 50% mischance, 50%, right? percent yep. 1 to 50 hits. 62. Nice. So he takes a he takes a wild swing, and it just slices through the air like a foot and a half to your left. And blue, it, the blue uh, construct is going to like step, take a five foot step to be directly underneath Ivan, but Ivan is just up too high for it to hit him. Is he on the circle? Uh, he is standing on the circle, and he does not appear to be going anywhere. So that is the Construct's turns. 
And now it is Ivan's turn. All right. I am going to charge the blue guy. Okay. And I'm going to take a free action during the charge to turn into a tiger. <laughs> okay. And then activate my pounce and take a full attack on him. I okay. absolutely love that. Yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> sweet. Now, I wanted to come, yeah, so that, exactly, I would end up, nope, 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 I want to come at him from an angle such that would put me behind him, not back in between him and his buddy. Okay. I'm going to power attack and reckless abandon, and, because I'm not sure if you have to call it before you roll the attacks, I'm going to activate from Devoth's Rage uh, once per, uh, I guess, encounter per day you can add an extra d6 of energy damage yep it's once per rage all your attacks for that round get the extra d6 so let's start with the bite um so the first one was a 20 to hit 20 does not hit that's a 31 to hit that does hit okay i'm gonna pick i picked lightning for when i wild shaped i'm gonna pick acid damage from the rage so that's going to be two lightning and two acid damage. Okay. And how and much actual damage? 29. And then one more claw. It's a 29 to hit. That hits. So that's going to be 27 damage from the claw. Mm-hmm. And then one lightning damage and then six acid damage. Ooh. Yep. Okay. And that's all I got. Okay, so... That was Ivan's turn. It is now Scram's turn. So it has been another round and no sign of Devoth or Ivan. Any second now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it looks like Scram's delaying one more turn. Leon? I would wait with Scram. Okay. Cheryl? So we're all just standing around waiting for them to come back because we don't have any reason to believe that they're being attacked by two constructs. Pretty much, yeah. We we cleared (laughs) Samitha, so. Yeah. Right. I I'm not sure Cheryl buys that. And what what do I have to do to get over there? I have to, you have to step, step on, on the, the circle. teleporter. Yeah. Cheryl usually is the one that's always like bad things are going to happen. <laughs> well, yeah, bad, bad things are going to happen. Yeah, it's true. That's true. But if something bad happened, well, they are are two most capable probably. I'll wait. I'll give it one more round. Okay. Okay. Then it is Devoth's turn. All right. Devoth is going to uh He's going to calmly walk on over to get behind this blue one to flank it with uh, with Ivan. I don't think you can flank while invisible. Yeah, I mean, you can flank, but there's no mechanical bonus because, like, the whole point is this guy's got to defend from attackers coming from two different directions, but he has no idea you're there. All right. Yeah, so he wouldn't be giving any I mean, attention. I'm hitting his flat-footed AC anyway because I'm invisible, so yep. not a big issue. But either way, I want to take this thing out sure real quick before you do that what is the enhancement bonus on your weapon uh it is a plus one vicious okay and i see there's two-handed bladed weapon and a two-handed hafted weapon i would assume that an, a great axe is like a hafted weapon right honestly i'm not sure because it, it's kind of I think it would be hafted because a bladed weapon is probably meant to be like a scimitar a or a sword or a yeah. dagger. Yeah. So yeah. it would be a hafted weapon. Okay. So that means it has hardness five, hit points 10. It's got a plus one enhancement. So that's plus two to the hardness. So that's seven and plus 10 hit points per 
plus one, so that's 20. You swing your sword at this thing. Go ahead and make an attack roll. His axe. I swing my axe at this thing. What did I say? My sword. Yeah, so you swing your axe. All right, and this is a vital strike. Okay. And I'm a little scared now. <laughs> I know, you're going to break, Chip. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what you're so scared about. Just don't look into it. It's a 36 to hit. That hits. God, if this was keen, that'd be a crit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 43 damage. All right. And in response to cleaving into this statue, there is a resounding clang and... Horrible vibrations uh, work their way up Chip. Like when you hit a baseball off the end of the uh, metal bat. Yeah. I was just thinking that, dude. The wiggle of the arms. That shit sucks. It's the worst. Ugh. Chip takes 11 points of damage. <laughs> and now that does give it the broken condition by default because it is over half of Chip's total hit points. However, this is a special ability where if the damage dealt is an excess of the weapon's hardness, regardless of the resulting hit point total, it gains the broken condition. So Chip has the broken condition. That's a minus two on attack rolls and damage rolls. For Chip. And if he uses it, doesn't it come with a percent chance to just outright be destroyed? No, well, but it- if he hits it again, he's got a very good chance of it just breaking. Like you can and no. you can feel that, like in your hands, like there was a, a level of give in the handle of your axe that you are not used to feeling. Yeah. Fuck. Now, mechanically, what does that mean? Like, if he hits it and it goes past its max hit points... It gets destroyed. It's destroyed. Which means it can't be fixed by, like, a fabricate or some spell. I don't think Makehole can fix a destroyed item. Yeah, Makehole would not be able to fix it, but a fabricate spell would. Ah, swing away. You gotta scram. (laughs) (laughs) I you also have, like uh, you don't know how new game plan here. You have no idea how important this axe is to Devon. <laughs> no, I know. I, I I get it. If I can't kill their players, I'll kill their player weapon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is now the statue's turn. So nobody can see Devoth, and the blue statue is aware of Devoth's presence. But there's a much more visible target right in front of him. So he's going to continue attacking Ivan, and Red is going to move up and attack Ivan. So we'll do Red first. And that is a 26 to hit. It hits. Okay. 15 damage. And now Blue is going to full attack. Okay. First one is a 21 to hit. Nope. Second attack is a natural 20, so we're going to roll to confirm that. Oh, I'm probably going unconscious. Uh, and that is a 27 to confirm. Uh, yep, that confirms. All right, let's do that now. And this is a slashing weapon? Yes. Oh, fuck. This is an overhand chop. Double damage, so normal crit damage. Mm-hmm. And 1d4 bleed. Uh-oh. Oh! Okay, double damage. Leon, you better get your lips warmed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm breathing heavy, buddy. <laughs> Doing some breathing exercises. <laughs> Ivan, you take 36 points of damage. And what was it, 1d4 bleed or 1d6 bleed? 1d4. Okay. And he takes that on his turn, I believe. Yes. Um, real quick. Uh, did you do it, Matt? I did, but you're actually still conscious. Okay, great. He has one more attack. No, so he's that's not true. Going. No, that's not. No, you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you are because of was the a, rage. You I still was... have more health. 
You were at twenty. Oh, you were at because I was at twenty-eight. Yep. You just took thirty-six, but you actually had twenty more from rage. All right. So last attack. So what does that leave me at? Uh, you have eight health left. Eight health. Okay, and that's a twenty-three to hit. On me? Yes. No. Okay. Yes. Then it is Ivan's turn. Ivan, you oh. take three points of bleed damage. <sighs> now I can't even get to the teleporter because they'd get an attack of opportunity on me, right? Correct. All right. The only thing I can do is take a full round on blue and hope like all hell our, our friends are going to come save within one round. Yep. With one round. Actually, I don't even know if Leon's going to be able to get. Here's the next question. Last round, I used Reckless Abandon, which dropped my AC to a 25, okay? And I'm pretty sure all of those attacks would have missed except for the crit, had I not done that. So do I... It don't seem that hard to hit, right? All right, I'm not going to Reckless Abandon this time. Okay. I am going to Power Attack, and we'll start with the bite. <sighs> Damn it! That's <laughs> an 18 on the first one. It does not hit. All right. Here's the claw. That's a 31. That hits. So that did uh, 26 damage and then 3 lightning damage. And he crumbles to pieces. He's looking pretty beat up, but he's still standing. All right. Well, I'm going to come back with the left cross claw. So yeah, does a 25 hit? 25 25 hits. So that does 28 damage. And it falls over. Six lightning. It falls over. It crumbles. Huzzah! All right, Scram, it is your turn. They're still not back. Uh, Scram, feeling a little bit concerned here, like definitely lost a little bit of confidence on this. He's going to be like, uh, we should probably go uh, investigate next round. I know. Uh, This round. (laughs) I'm jumping in. (laughs) All right. I nod and agree. Okay, so Scram. After Scram. uh, A new challenger approaches. Scram uh, spends a move action to teleport, and you see Ivan very gingerly uh, in his battle stance. Looks like he's hurting quite a bit, and Devoth is... That's kind of you. (laughs) I'm a bloody mess. (laughs) And Devoth is currently hugging Chip and singing it a lullaby. And invisible. Yeah, I don't see him. (laughs) So you have a standard action, Scram. Um, Blast it! <laughs> Fireball, yeah. center it right on the statue. <laughs> well, uh, maybe more like a lightning bolt. All right, hit it with an eighth level magic missile. <laughs> Actually, magic missile was going to be my game plan here. Um, it's not or a bad one. Yeah, I was going to throw you <laughs> uh, over to me and at least yeah. get you onto the thing. However, that creates an attack that would of probably opportunity. teleport me away right yeah does it create an attack of opportunity yeah it like does. the movement from telekinetic charge does provoke oh what are the odds oh my god dude this is great you're gonna like pull me he hits me with the attack kills me i land on the portal teleport back right <laughs> as the <Leon> teleports here <laughs> that's two two rounds go by and ivan's in the grave <laughs> Not but gonna like, lie. Do it. I don't care. Uh, do it. How does that's what how does do, he look? Do it. Like how does this like tiger look? Make a heal check <laughs> or wisdom check if you don't have heal. You ever see a tiger missing two legs and half his tail? <laughs> <laughs> so it's all right. <laughs> it's the, it 
could be it's worse. Paul throw. It's slightly uh, above awful, so like great. It's a eleven. He doesn't look good. Okay. It's very obvious that Ivan is hurting very badly. It makes perfect sense that Scram's inclination would be let me get him away from the statue and knowing that if I land on that thing I would teleport away. That's what I'm gonna do. Scram also knows that Leon is like coming in right behind him. Very true. And how, Cheryl. And Cheryl. Don't forget about Cheryl. Cheryl. How how bad is this he's like of. construct look? Make a knowledge arcana check. <laughs> oh my god. Look, it looks so bad that it broke chip. So, <laughs> well, this one actually hasn't been touched yet. That's my point. <laughs> uh, Twenty three. So yeah, this one hasn't been touched. It's very clearly undamaged, but you do uh, identify it as a caryatid column normally these aren't very difficult creatures but just contextually looking at this these things are clearly much stronger than your average caryatid column that you've read about but i will give you one question that you can ask about these things are they load bearing <laughs> <laughs> uh what's their what are they weak against you know that they are actually immune to magic uh as a as a golem but there are certain spells that not only bypass that immunity but actually affect them differently than what the spell actually would do a transmute rock to mud spell deals 1d6 points of damage per caster level with no saving throw transmute mud to rock immediately heals it of any damage currently suffered a stone to flesh spell does not actually change the column structure but negates its damage reduction and immunity to magic for one round I don't think you have any of those, but you do know that. Okay, well, uh, I'm not seeing Devoth, and I'm kind of worried for the tiger, so I am actually going to uh, summon Ivan to me. Okay. Do it. Ivan, you did great. Return. <laughs> Pokeball out. Uh, it's going to provoke, and... Oh, that was one off from a crit. Oh. Or a Wait, threat. What? That was one off from a crit like threat. Like a 19? Uh... No, so these Falchions are actually keen, oh, so fuck. they threaten from 15 to 20, and I rolled a 14. Oh my god. Uh, but I'm going to assume that that hits, because that is uh, the 33 to hit. So 1, 3, 13. I am unconscious. So this thing just, like, slashes its Falchion out, and <laughs> you just yank ivan against the blade like the whole length <laughs> of the tiger and ivan if i falls. die you guys can you make me into a tiger skin rug <laughs> and ivan lands on the floor in a heap now i have a question yes i assume since i'm unconscious i would actually no longer be wild shaped because i don't know if somebody wants to important. look that up yeah i'll, uh, I'll take a look Meanwhile, we will go to Leon. So does his body teleport in front of me? Yes, it does. <laughs> a, now, a bloody, my eviscerated tiger body, or maybe an Ivan body, uh, appears in the uh, teleportation circle right before Leon is about to step onto it. Okay. Oh. And uh, uh, real quick, according to Wild Shape, the effect persists until the duration runs out or the druid cancels the effect. So if the druid goes unconscious, they stay they stay in their wild shape until the time period expires. Then they would shift back to their natural form. Okay. Can I touch the kitty without stepping on the 
teleportation circle? Sure. I'd say he's probably on the same edge of the circle at uh, the fort as he is on the circle in Sumitha. So he's like right on the edge. I will touch him with a cure serious wounds. Okay. Hold on a second. So Ivan teleports away. He may be unconscious and you automatically accept Raging Song when you're unconscious. But as soon as he teleports away... Oh, wait, no. So, hold on. So, Devoth has lingering performance, but that he needs to stay in range of you to benefit from that, right? So I know where you're going. I know where you're going with this, too. And my thought on it, let me know if you think differently. My thought on it is the way Inspired Rage works is you choose at the beginning of your turn whether to accept it or not. If you're unconscious, you automatically accept it. So... My interpretation would be that he Ivan would have the, the effect his until the beginning round. of his turn. That's probably the right way to play it. Which is going to be interesting because he just got healed from Ivan or from Leon. And he is then going oh, to. Oh, and Leon's going to leave. <laughs> no, he just got healed from Leon. And then. So you are currently sitting at 19 health. And yep. as soon as it becomes your turn again, the there's going to be no rage to accept. So you're going to drop back to negative one. Cause, cause right after Leon and Cheryl leave to go help the boss. Yeah, because you're basically just sitting at... <laughs> I love it. Bring it on. If this kills Ivan, I'm not even going to be mad about it, because this is a ridiculous way to die. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like, yeah, Ivan would continue benefiting from Raging Song uh, until the beginning of his next turn. So he's not dead. Uh, so he appears before Leon. Leon casts Cure Sirius. Ivan wakes up. What does Leon do? I will step on the teleporter. Okay. So Leon uh, spends a standard action healing uh, Ivan and then his move action teleporting to Samitha. Uh, and it is now Cheryl's turn. You, okay. you could also cast a I'm gonna, spell on Yeah, I'm going to heal him. And then I'm going to go in there and help Devoth. So you're going to heal Ivan first and then go in? Yeah. yeah or are you yeah. just going right in? No. If he comes in in a pile of fur... I'm going to do my part to uh, try and make sure that he's okay. So I'm going to cast Cure Moderate Wounds okay, and hope for some big numbers. More than a one. 21. Okay. So I put my hands on him, praise for asthma for this, uh, this gift of a day, and uh, hope that she protects me as I jump on the portal and, and what happens to me. Okay. I'm a little disappointed that... We didn't have the scenario where Ivan Fuck falls you. unconscious again at the beginning of his next yeah. round. <laughs> Inviting the Me possibility, too. should this combat take 15 more rounds, for him to then bleed out, bleed out. on the oh teleportation circle. If he fails every stabilization oh rule between yeah. him and now. <laughs> oh, you know I would. You know I would. <laughs> but, unfortunately... Cheryl went and healed Ivan again. All right, so uh, Cheryl spends a standard action healing uh, Ivan and then a move action teleporting, and it is now Devoth's turn. Okay. What do I what do I see when I teleport in? You see Scram and Cheryl. Uh, Devoth is invisible, so you can't see him, and you, you also see, see uh, you see yourself, and you see a yeah. big statue that is in the likeness of a cyclops, and it is brandishing. It is moving around. It is brandishing its uh, its uh, falchion at you. You also see a lot of dark red blood. I think it's and orange, bright yeah, orange falchion. hair on the floor. Yeah, you see a lot of tiger blood. 
Okay. I'm just trying to set the mood for Cheryl's next and, turn. And there's a uh, some rubble next to the statue that looks like it may have been a second statue that's already been dealt with. Okay. As a free action, I'm going to let out a manly scream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devoth. All right. I'm going to maintain rage. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, you're terrified of attacking this thing again, aren't you? I am. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drop Chip behind me. Game. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull out Zool as a move action. Game. And I am going to pat Cheryl on the back and cast displacement on him. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Do I see Chip on do? the floor? Yeah. Displacement and like you would see it kind of just appear on a thin air scrim, and it looks kind of beat up. Um, it's got a crack in it. Yeah. Ah. So, Cheryl, you get the effects of displacement. But you benefit from a 50% mischance as if you had total concealment. So, basically, the, the creature can see you, but when it tries to hit you, it's going to function as if you were invisible. Yeah, so you have a 50% chance. Oh, man, this thing's going to get it. Even if it hits your AC, that it still misses. Uh, and That's Zool sick. is, correct me if I'm wrong, also a plus one two-handed hafted weapon? Uh, it's a trident. It's a one-handed weapon. Okay. But it would be hafted. Yes. Okay. So then it is the statue's turn. It's going to make a full attack on the closest enemy, which is Cheryl. And Leon, you speak Cyclops, right? Or do you just speak giant? I. Does anyone here speak, speak Cyclops? Giant. Scram? No, I think we they both speak giant. Okay. I would like uh, Leon and Scram to give me a linguistics check. I got a 20. I got a 20. Okay. So. This thing is speaking in uh, Cyclops, which is not the same as Giant, but it is pretty close. And you're both able to figure out that before it uh, raises its sword to attack Cheryl, it shouts in Cyclops, more intruders protect the circle. Uh, And then it's going to just unload onto Cheryl. That is a 29 to hit. Oh, yeah. Right? Dang. So 50% chance. But. 1 to 50, it misses. 28. Yes! I am invincible! Alright, second attack. That's a oh. natural 20. And an... Still got a 50% mid chance though, right? Yep, and that's a natural one to confirm, so it's just a regular hit. 1 to 50, it still misses. Yes. 65. So that's one oh. hit. And third attack is a 17. So one attack. Nice. Ooh, almost max roll. 21 damage. <laughs> uh, Alright, Ivan. Get back in there. Well, uh, yeah, I'm no pussy cat, uh-huh. except for the fact that I'm going to cough up a bloody hairball and then go back through the portal thing. All right, so it's a move action to step off and then step on, and uh, you're probably going to get shunted to the back based on where you initially were. It's just where the movement, where the space is. Yeah, so that's where you are as a move Shunt action. Me. You move over here. Yeah. Yeah, put me over there. Okay. All right, yeah. Scram, you're up. Uh, Scram doesn't really have much. Uh, you see Chip lying on the floor. I think your captain's trying to tell you something. He's telling <laughs> you pick it pick up, up and use Yeah, it. pick up Chip and attack the, the <laughs> statue. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not terribly worried about that because I don't think Scram could hit it. <laughs> or lift it. <laughs> yeah. Get that uh, natural 20. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, I'll start <laughs> casting Enlarge Person. Okay. Then we will go to Leon. I'm going to use a channel. Okay. Everybody except for the spooky 
statue thing heals 22. Okay. Baby. Oh, I feel way better. <laughs> Are you going to do anything with your move action? Yes. I'm going to use a swift action to cast Grace. Okay. And so that way I don't provoke. And then I'm going to move over by Scram. All right. Then it is Cheryl's turn. All right. I'm going to... Uh, let me see my position. He just attacked me. Yep. I can attack him back, right? I'm close enough? You could full round attack him. Yeah. All right, cool. Book him, Cheryl. So, uh... Yeah, book, book against concrete statue construct is... Yeah. Like, everything else pretty comical to see somebody trying that tactic. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, sort of clean the edge of my book to make sure it's nice and, uh, nice and prepared to totally full round book this dude. Don't catch yourself on your new spikes. Oh, that's right. I go in between the spikes. <laughs> I'm gonna Bane Construct. Does that sound yeah. right? It does. Boom. What a... 28. Now, real quick. So your yeah. book Am is... I raging? Do I accept that? If it, you want to. Is that yeah. still going on? It is still going on. All right. So I accept that. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm reading the, district, the description for your book because... Yeah. It's your your books are going to take damage the same way that ship did. It deals damage as if it were a cold iron light mace, but yep, yep. It's not actually made of cold iron, so it's not going to benefit from the same hardness. So yeah, let's see. We've got. Why wouldn't it? Admittedly, though? its hardness is probably more papery. If I had to. <laughs> well, it's guess. still it's still iron bound. Like so, the cover is made of, oh, yeah. of metal. So I guess yeah, it would true. be a one-handed metal-hafted weapon. It wouldn't be hafted. He's light... holding the book. No. Well, sure, but so here's here's our options: light blade, one-handed blade, two-handed blade, light metal-hafted weapon, one-handed light, one-handed metal-hafted weapon, light-hafted weapon, one-handed hafted weapon, two-handed hafted weapon, projectile mm. weapon. I would say for the purposes of this, it would probably be considered. It is a light weapon. Is it would probably be a light bladed weapon, just from the way it's wielded. Okay. Uh so that's Sounds good to me. And what is the enhancement bonus on the book? Plus it's normally a plus one book, right? Yep. And but then you, it's got that extra thing. And you just activated your holy weapon. So did yeah. you give it pl- an extra plus one and then bane construct? Uh yeah. Yep. So it's a plus two construct bane book. Okay, so yep. So the book has 12 hardness, and it's got 22 hit points. How much damage did the book just deal to it? Uh, so if that was a hit, which I'm guessing it was, it did 19, but I also have rage, so... Okay, so add rage. 4 to that. So 20. Is that including Bane? That is not including Bane. Alright, we'll roll Bane. 5. Okay, so now the book's going to take some damage, maybe... It does not break through the book's hardness, so the book actually doesn't take any damage. Ah. Yes! Believe in the book! <laughs> Praise for asthma! <laughs> okay, continue. And for my next trick, uh, it's a 29. That also hits. For 20 damage plus 7 bane. Yeah. I got another 10 for damage dealt to the book, but that does not break through the book's hardness. Yes, the book oh, yeah. is great. The book is a fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, dude. Especially with its enhancements. Mm. Is that the end of your turn? 
I guess. I mean, I could move, but I got that cool displacement thing, you so... Can't, you can't move. You, you could take a five-foot step if you wanted, but that was a, that'd be it. Oh, that's what I mean. I could five-foot step. But I don't want to. I want to... I got that dis displacement thing, and I'm feeling really tough. Especially with uh, Leon's heal. I'm at oh. full HP. I'm ready to take this fucking thing. Okay. Mono e bucko. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, then it is Devoth's turn. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna walk around to the back. Back of this thing. And I am going to uh, Vital Strike with Zul. Alright. And I will add the acid damage to this attack. It's a 34 to hit. That'll hit. And it's going to do... That's 26 damage. Okay. Zul takes 7 points of damage after Hardness. Oh shit. And rolling pretty average for damage on the book and then just killing it with damage on Chip and Zul. So Zul is now considered broken. Yes. What else you got in your bag? <laughs> <laughs> and it is now the statue's turn, and he's going to take another full attack at Cheryl. All right. Ooh, crit threat. And another 18. That confirms. So let's do... Uh, one, placement. One through 50 <laughs> is a miss. Be cool. 84. Wow. Oh, nice. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> So we Give had a crush. Joe got crushed. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me, Matt. All right, this is knockback. Double damage, oh, and the target is pushed 1d6 squares away. No, I don't want that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Get him out of there. So right. normal crit damage. I see this as an absolute win. You take 31 points of damage. Oh. And 1d6 squares. Yep. Six. Jesus. So, yeah, he just... So since he's only taken since he's only taken one attack, uh, he's going to follow through with that and just provoke <laughs> everybody, or just threaten everybody. Everybody, what? Wait, what? Everybody's threatened. Even Cheryl still. Does a thirty-one hit it? Oh shit! Keep forgetting about you back there. <laughs> yeah, thirty-one hits. That's another eighteen damage. Okay. What did you hit it with? Zul. I don't really care if Zul breaks. Okay. So I dealt seven damage, which matches the hardness, so Zul does not take additional uh, damage. Uh, Ivan, it is your turn. Well, all right. Let's bite it. It's a 20 to hit? Nope. Gallant Inspiration. <laughs> a 22 oh, to hit? Oh, man. The snake eyes, really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> 22 don't hit. Alrighty. Claw. That's a t 22 to hit? Don't hit! <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, 28 to hit. That hits. And four lightning damage. Okay. On top of the... top of the what? How much claw damage does he take? Oh, 19. Okay. And now it is Scram's turn. The bulwark that was uh, keeping you safe is now behind you. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I complete enlarged head. person on him. Um, You didn't start casting defensively, did you? He did not because he wasn't in reach when he started casting. Does it provoke after somebody moves? Once somebody starts threatening you and you've been casting, I don't. Does that provoke? Think so. You only provoke attacks of opportunity when you begin casting a spell. Okay. So scram, uh, scram finishes enlarge person, and I assume you're targeting Leon. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's a big barrel. <laughs> and uh, as, yeah, as soon as I can, I, well, I, like, I don't care about the attacks of opportunity. 
I will attempt to acrobatics out of him, but I doubt I'll make it. All right, I'm go just for gonna it. run behind him. Thirteen. That does not succeed, so it's going to provoke. And that's going to be a twenty-five to hit. That hits. Okay. Oh, take that max roll. <sighs> Twenty-two. Oh. Okay, then it is going to be Leon's turn. Alrighty. I'm gonna cast Grace again. <laughs> <laughs> uh I do have uh my actions, correct? Uh, okay, he just moved. You took a move action. Yeah, you have a standard oh, yeah. action. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I'm going to do Moment of Greatness. Okay. Ooh. So then Leon casts Grace. And then I'm going to move onto the other side of Ivan. Okay. And I'm going to channel again. All right. Should get everybody, right? Do you get to Devoth? I don't think Devoth I doesn't I need Devoth. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got everybody. Devoth's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> It's only 16. All right. Uh, well, that overheals me. All right, and it is now Cheryl's turn. Sweet. Um, what do I get for being enlarged besides being big? I don't have a buff for it's that. It's plus two to strength, minus two to dex, minus one to AC, minus one to attack rolls. Also, you do get a you gain a 10-foot reach, so you don't even need to move to start booking the fuck out of this thing. Mm-hmm. No way. Oh, no way. Yeah, I hit him with those Dalsim extendo arms. At the <laughs> moment of greatness. And I full attack. Okay, yeah. so your book goes from a D10 to 2D8. That is the large sacred weapon damage die for 10th level. And then if, you, if you're if you adding it to damage, you do an extra plus four damage uh, plus another four from the rage itself. Ooh, you got all that? Maybe. Oh, 39. <laughs> 39 to hit? Yeah, that's a, yeah. Yeah, that hits. So thirty-five so damage 35? altogether. Okay. Yeah. Whew. That's hefty. Ooh. So that's got him at a hundred damage even, and he's still up. Oh my god. Nice. Let me finish. He up. won't be after my next attack. Do it. Thirty-one. That hits, and you kill him because he has a hundred and one total hit points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. But. Booked. Let me roll some. Uh, book damage real quick. Damage on your book, that is. Oh, oh boy. Oh, uh, 14 beats the hardness by two. So your book takes two points of damage and has the broken condition. Your book I broke broken. my book. <laughs> <laughs> it's unreadable the, now. But you also <laughs> broke its face. So. And then the second, uh, the second one is not uh, beat the hardness. Hmm. But yeah, so you guys uh, take out the last of the statues wow that second one lasted a lot longer than the first one yeah <laughs> yeah that guy was a beast because it didn't <laughs> honestly it was really nice having ivan on the first one because ivan didn't have to worry about his claws breaking yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah did we notice any of these statues at the other circles yeah they're each each circle is flanked by two statues and then there's a couple more statues like in these little nooks right here but none of them moved when you uh, teleported here. I meant in the other teleport circles that are not in Samitha. Oh, like at the fort? You did not see any. And then I guess we haven't seen the one over at the western outpost. Correct. I say we smash the fuck out of these statues while we're here. <laughs> yeah, let's make uh, let's make Scram do any repairs that just break everything and then just to be sure. <laughs> Scram can always fix them. All right, so you guys are busting up some statues. Damn right. Especially the two next to the uh, that southern teleporter. Okay. 
just because eventually we are going to want to clear out that western tower and get that functional again, and I want to have to deal with these things again. All right, so if you guys attack the other statues, they do not uh, come to life or resist in any way. A few minutes later, you've That's got really good news. four additional broken statues. And uh, what are you doing now? Now we go back through the teleporter, and I have Scram fix my axe. <laughs> All right. And, and by book. Okay. Uh, so then you guys, uh, what do you guys do then? You, you've, you've now basically checked off everything. You had an unexpected combat in there, but the harbor's not quite finished, but everything that any, any rolls or spells that would have gone into them have already been delivered. So at this point, the fort is almost fully completed and the harbor just kind of needs to be. Uh, constructed, but all the parts are like already assembled. So you guys, I believe, wanted to take a trip back to Port Peril to get some scrolls and like party supplies. Yes, I believe Scram said he needed some scrolls for the magic items that he is working on now that his headband is done. And um, yeah, we need uh, we're gonna need food, and we've we've got the booze covered, but we're gonna need some quite a bit of food to feed. A bunch of pirates. Yes. Um, now, uh, we do have the booze covered because we got all that stuff from that ship. Yes. That's that's enough? It's going to be a, it, a big rum party? Yep, and we have Bidzio. Plus we have the beer. So, right. Uh, well, he didn't seem so confident that he could produce mass quantities. Yeah, yeah but Scram got him all that, like, speed up that's poison true. things. And, right. and we got five plunder worth of really good rum from those guys. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. So, if you want to... Uh, do this party proper. Uh, you're going to need baseline five points of plunder to purchase uh, food, drink, and entertainment. And yes, that is on top of anything you may have you may be using from the jester's grin. You have Odessa and her courtesans uh, who are going to be a big help for that. So they're actually going them being there is going to reduce that cost by two points of plunder. Oh, good. So if you spend three points of plunder, you'll have enough food, additional drinks, and like if you want to get like some jugglers, musical entertainment, etc., booked for the party, that's where that is going to come from. Okay. And it just so happens that we have four points of plunder left. Hey. So three of that goes to, I guess, acquiring party supplies. Mm-hmm. And the other one would... I Assume go to the crew. Okay. So Scram goes and gets some scrolls. So does anybody else have anything of import to prepare for this party? Uh, actually, let's go over who you want to invite. There are members of the Pirate Council that will just be there as your auditors. You, They might be pirates that you know, but more likely they are pirates that you don't know. Uh, and from there, you're free to invite whoever you want. All right. Well... I am thinking we should invite Tessa Fairwind because, you know, we've got some history, some connections there, and that would yeah, add some clout cool. to the party. I kind of want to say we should invite Kurdak Bonefist, like the Hurricane King, but I feel like that might be like a step too far. Like, how dare you invite him to this nobody Pirate Council guy? Isn't he well, part of the Pirate I Council? Mean, that kinda, I mean, yeah, he, he's the king, so he, yeah, like, he's only like, the head of the Pirate do Council. It. Yeah, yeah. I think you should invite him, like. We like send him a special message that's just like, we know you're a busy man, but if you could come by, we would we would love to have you. 
Send him a singing telegram. He'll Let's get him a you. table. Send him another table. <laughs> Let's get him another a table. A teddy gram. <laughs> but, all right. Well, my... Teddy gram. So my, my initial thoughts here are... <laughs> So we got Tessa Fairwind, we got Kurdak Bonefist as invitees. Um, I would like to invite Captain Cork, Big Blue Baloo. We should the first free captain you guys ever met. Yep, besides, besides Cork. <laughs> yeah. I think we should invite yes, yeah, Sandera and use this kind of as as an audition for her to maybe get her promoted to free captain. Okay. I feel like we should probably bring in Knuckles as well. Just because I feel like it's kind of a dick move to leave him out if we bring in Sandera. <laughs> you got your whole like entourage. Yeah. At the party. Yeah. Who else? Master of Gales should probably get an invite since by all accounts, by all reputation, the fact that he didn't partake in the regatta is the reason we have this island. So almost as like a thank you here, come have a party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all that comes to mind unless you guys got something else. What about um Scram's mom? <laughs> well, actually, that's uh that's actually something I do want to bring up with Devoth. Go for it. And his brother. Hey, uh, Devoth. Yes, yeah, Scram. Um, listen. Uh, a while back ago, uh, I ended up scrying on my mom, and uh, she uh she figured out a way how to uh, partially communicate with me um something that she brought up was my brother and uh i honestly uh i thought i could leave that stuff behind unfortunately it seems like i'm part of it my brother is a large part of my past uh if you don't mind i would like to have him at least on the island your brother with the the weird fish eyes tried to steal some stuff from my boat. Yes, I feel that if uh, if he is on uh, is if he's on our side and stays on the island, there's nowhere else he can go. And at the very least, we have some extra hands on uh, the island itself. Well, I'll say this: I don't like it. I'm not particularly thrilled about it, but. You've been doing a lot of good work lately, so I'll allow it, but I'm going to say this. You are responsible for him. If he causes trouble, if he causes damage, if he if he ruins anything, it'll be on your head. Is that something you're prepared to take on? As much as I really am not sure, I, I, I'm prepared to take on whatever responsibility. All right. Well, then... Uh, we can, I guess, swing by Hell Harbor on the way back to the island and see if you can find him. Thank you. Okay. Sweet. I was half joking. That's great. <laughs> okay, so you guys finish up your shopping in Hell Harbor. Should we invite Pierce? Should we invite Pierce? Do it. He's cool. <laughs> also, there will be a lot of names. It's weird. Like, I'm tempted to, but despite working together, Devoth doesn't particularly like him. <laughs> true that's fair i wouldn't i mean like i feel like uh leon wants to but also it's his boss and you never want to invite your boss to your party is leon is i thought uh i thought leon and pierce were roughly like colleagues like they're roughly equals yeah Yeah. all right pierce is off the list get the fuck out (laughs) okay so you guys finish your shopping you uh make your invitee list 
and uh, you see that they are sent out, and you take a quick swing around Hell Harbor. Scram, you can make a diplomacy check to gather information to try to find your brother. Um, diplomacy is 21. You're able to find him without too much difficulty. Uh, he stands out, so even people who don't know who he is would be like, oh, that guy with the fish eyes and the gills. It, it'll take you a few hours to uh, track him down, but you do eventually find him just kind of hanging out like underneath one of the piers. Hey, Chase. You're just... back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is the right move or not. I'm taking a chance on you. You're here to kill me? No, I'm here to do to give you another chance. Do you want to join the Mascador crew? Come to a, come on our boat. You join our island. You'll be put to work, but at the very least you'll be fed, you'll be you'll be with us. Why are you giving me another chance, Scram? Listen, this is as hard this is harder for me than you realize. You left me abandoned on that dock. You told me not to come back home. I am granting you this chance. Do you want a second life or do you want to leave it behind? I don't exactly have a life of my own right now anyway, so yeah. I'll uh I'll go with you, Scram, if if you'll have me. Very good. We'll go to the dock together. I'll bring you on board. I'll introduce you to the crew. And hopefully we can right the wrong that you've done with my captain. And uh, we'll move on. All right. So along comes Scram with his brother Chase. And uh, for anybody who hasn't seen him yet, which I think at this point is only Leon, Chase looks like a pretty ordinary dude, but he's got giant bulbous fish eyes. and I still do have the fingers and like... Yeah, yeah, you yeah, still got yeah. you still got those yeah. Oh, yeah, those claws. That's right. But you're are you wearing gloves or are the claws just kind of out? Uh He's just owning it now. Yeah, I think it's more <laughs> or less like they're out in the open. Okay. Uh, uh on the way back to the the docks, Chase will kind of like be like giving you eyes, big old fish eyes. Uh <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like it, no, like he just keeps kind of like trying to like casually glance down at your hands without making it look like he's just doing a casual glance, but like he needs to like turn his whole like body and his oh. eyes are like just like perfectly lining up with like looking right at your like a freaking like a chicken cocking its head to like look at something. And then eventually he's like, Scram, do you have something too? Yeah. It's uh uh, I don't know exactly what's going on. It seems uh, I wanted to tell you this a little bit later when we got settled, but uh, I guess walking will do. Um, as it turns out, the demon that mom is worshiping, Dagon, is trying to, I guess, find a new vessel. And uh, I guess that comes with alterations to the body, which includes you, Chase. Uh, I don't go any deeper in that. Like, so, so that's why everybody's been turning into freaks. You know more? We're not the only children of the cult, Scram. I haven't really been keeping tabs on them, but yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't the first one to grow big, ugly eyes. Well, you're my brother, so right now my focus is on you. And uh, when we resolve this, hopefully we can resolve it for everybody else as well. I hear you. 
Okay, so you guys get back to the Mascador, and you sail off to Sharksbane Island, and you continue overseeing the completion of your fort and the harbor, and a few days go by, and we're going to enter a little dream that one of the PCs, possibly multiple PCs, are having. We're inside a ship's cabin. You can see a half-orc and a dwarf sitting against the far wall, about ten feet away from each other, manacles restraining their ankles. The half-orc's filthy clothes fit loosely over his emaciated frame. It's clear that he hasn't eaten anything substantial in a long while. The dwarf doesn't look starved, but you can see hundreds of tiny white rings of flaked-off skin all over his arms, legs, and face, and the skin around his mouth, and especially his lips, is cracked and bloody, signs of dehydration. While their manacles aren't restricting them to their sitting positions, it's clear they have strength to do little else. A half-orc enters the cabin, carrying a wooden pail and a large bowl. This half-orc looks well-fed, if a bit lanky. This is Argyle, first mate of Keith Assault Spray. He flashes his prisoners a wicked grin before placing the two objects on the floor, just out of reach of Devoth and Ivan, who make no effort to retrieve them. Instead, they have strength enough only to glare at their captor. Argyle turns to the starved Devoth. You look mighty thirsty, Devoth. It's been a whole hour since you last drank. And Ivan, he turns to the dehydrated dwarf. You look famished. The first mate pushes the bucket of water at Devoth and the bowl of oatmeal at Ivan, even though it's clear that each prisoner is in dire need of the opposite. And let's not be rude again. I trust you haven't forgotten what happened last time one of you refused my generosity. Devoth and Ivan don't seem to be listening, though. Instead, just staring defeatedly at their gifts. Neither one moves. Argyle's grin widens, as if this sight had been exactly what he wanted. On second thought, Devoth, maybe you'd like to share your water with Ivan today. Ivan's head moves, and he looks up at Argyle, witless hope swimming in his eyes. And maybe in exchange, Ivan will share his oatmeal with you. Devoth mirrors Ivan, and Argyle's smug satisfaction at his prisoner's broken spirits can't be overstated. Argyle picks up the bucket of water and walks over to Ivan. You want some water, dwarf? Ivan nods his head in small, desperate bobs. <coughs> yes! All right, I'd love to give you some, but... Argyle drops his hat onto the floor besides Ivan. I seem to have dropped my hat. Could you pick it up for me? Ivan stares at the hat, horrified. Come on, I'm not going to stand here all day. Ivan stretches his arms out toward the hat, and you can see his still mangled hands from the injury given by Keitha. Swollen and purple, they quiver with the pain of simply being moved. As gingerly as he can, Ivan guides his bloated fingers under the brim of Argyle's hat, letting in sharp breaths with every unexpected twitch. With his hand in position, Ivan raises his arm and lets the hat rest over it as he lifts it into the air offering it to Argyle. The first mate laughs. <laughs> so inconsiderate. My hands are full holding your water. Put the hat on my head, stupid. For a full minute, Ivan works his way to his feet without support from his arms. Finally, Ivan reaches up over the half-orc's head, a full two feet higher than his, and awkwardly places his hand on Argyle's head and tries to guide the hat into place. Just before his work is done, though, Argyle lets out a loud, unconvincing sneeze, knocking the hat back to the floor and headbutting Ivan's hand at the same time. 
Ivan lets out a loud, painful cry. Argyle grins. Clumsy me. Be a pal and try again. Ivan looks as though he's about to refuse, but the water sloshing around the bucket is just too precious to turn away. After several long, painful minutes, Ivan again retrieves the hat from the floor and places it on Argyle's head. Just as Ivan is pulling his hand away, though, Argyle begins building up for another sneeze. Eh, eh, eh. Without thinking, Ivan grabs the brim of the hat on both sides and pulls down, properly securing it to Argyle's head. In doing so, you can hear the crackling of bone fragments in Ivan's hands and another whimper of pain. Argyle grins again. He doesn't sneeze. Good boy. Here, have a drink. He places the pail of water at Ivan's feet, and the dwarf drops to his knees and plunges his face into the water. Argyle turns back to Devoth. He picks up the large bowl and walks up to his second prisoner. Now, how can you earn some food? Devoth stares up blankly at Argyle and his triumphant smile. Argyle holds out the bowl, too high for Devoth to reach from the ground. You want some oatmeal? Devoth quickly nods. Yeah, yes, yes. The widest grin yet splits Argyle's face. I'm real glad to hear you say that, because it gets a bit lonely out here on the open sea. He cradles the, bo the bowl with one arm, and with the other, he begins fiddling with the drawstring of his pants. Just how hungry are you? Devoth looks up at the first mate in horror. Argyle's free hand slowly disappears inside his pants. The cabin grows dead silent, save for the sound of some unseen heartbeat. The cabin shakes from some sudden impact, throwing Argyle to the floor. He stumbles to his feet, readjusting his pants, as a voice from outside the cabin shouts, We're under attack! And Ivan and Devoth both wake up in a pool of sweat. You're oh so God. fucked up, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You're so fucked up. And just before they have a chance to collect themselves, uh, they hear a siren, the alarm being raised in the fort. And at this point, everybody would be woken up. And you hear somebody shouting, Cyclopes! There's Cyclopes to the north! We'll see you next week. Oh my fuck. This island is the worst. See ya. See ya. See ya. helps those who help themselves. Stop comparing me to God. You're only making it worse. <laughs> <laughs>